Well, uh, for the, this edition of Matt's Mates, I'm talking to uh, someone who'll be familiar for particularly the Hobart Baptist mob and anyone associated with Fusion and, you know, been around for a bit. Uh, Alice, uh, I, I first met you when you were in Poetina. That was a, was it 10 years ago or something? It's, it's a, a while ago. I was 16 when I moved to Poetina. So wow. That's like 16 years ago. Yeah, half my life ago. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we can't go into the full story, but how do you get from being a 16-year-old in central Tasmania to being on staff with YWAM in uh, France, in Paris? A good question. It's a 16-year <laughs> journey, so yeah. I probably can't share it all. But um, I did move around a little bit after being in Tasmania. I, um, I ended up studying in Sydney for a few years. I did a Bachelor of Music up there and worked with my church up there for a couple of years, which was a really amazing experience. Um, and kind of got to a place where I was sort of like, okay, what's next, God? What what do you have for me? Um, and I took a bit of time out, actually came back to Tasmania, spent some time with my parents there and was just kind of like, not sure where I was headed. Um, but actually in chats with my dad was reminded that I had always wanted to come to France actually. Um, I studied French at high school and really enjoyed it and thought, hey, one day I'll live there for a little bit. You know, it was just mm. that kind of far off thought. And I was like, well, why not work towards that? You know, I didn't have anything clear that I was working towards. So um, I started looking for work in France and sort of looking at different ways I could come to the country. Um, but in that process had a really um, interesting and quite powerful moment with God, I guess. I don't really know how to explain it. but um, yeah, I had a really um, deep sense of of the fact that God wanted me to come to France, not just for my desire to come to France, but that actually he had, he had a plan in it and um, that he wanted me here for his purposes and not my own. And so that kind of shifted the way I looked at coming to the country. I had been looking for work and then I was like, well, what actually is happening in the church in France? I have no idea, you know, what's going on in the Christian world, what's going on in the missions world. Um, so I just started doing a bunch of, Googling as you do these days. That's how we research. Um, and, and actually contacted some people that I knew who had contacts in France and just started looking into different ways into the country. Um, and in that process, I came across a discipleship training school or a DTS that YWAM runs. Um, and it seemed like a really good way in, you know, it was a, it was a program. There were people to greet you, you had a place to live food to eat you know you didn't have to think about the practicals of life and I was like at least and it gets you a visa as well and I was like okay it's a, it's a way into the country hopefully through that I can make some networks and figure out what on earth God is saying you know it kind of still felt very mysterious and like is this really God saying something or not I don't know but I need to test it you know I need to sort of step out and see and so in that process of stepping out and coming to France um I felt like this DTS process for me, it's a really amazing time of teaching and training and hearing from God and just setting time aside to, to listen and to seek God. And he honors that he blesses that a lot um, whenever we spend time doing that. And so I um, really, the process for me of that DTS was like a, almost like a confirmation of calling. I, I'd never really used this word calling before. It hadn't set well in my vocabulary or in my experience. But um, I was like, oh, this is what God's been planning me, me for. Like I've done 10 years of adult life in Australia 
and actually had this felt like God was saying to me, I've been preparing you for this country. I've been preparing you to step into missions. I've been preparing you um, to think internationally. And, um, you know, on one level, once you get there, it all makes sense. But along the journey, I had no idea. Um, I had no, never had an expectation of living long-term overseas, Uh, never had an expectation of being in international missions or even that concept, that phrasing, international missions, what is that? It's not something I'd really thought that much about. Yet, having looked back at my life, I was involved. You know, I went as a three-year-old on a missions trip to India with my family. As a 16-year-old with Fusion, I went to Greece. You know, as um, a 20-year-old, I was doing um, a music tour around China that was also involved with Fusion and doing missions as well. So there's, and also within my family context, a lot of local missional mindedness. And so I had been very involved in missions, but I kind of almost didn't realize it. And um, yeah, coming in now, I've been on staff with, with YOM for four and a half years in France and really seeing the world open up, you know, it's like, okay, God doesn't want me just to think about me and here and now, but actually what am God says, what am I doing on a global scale what am i doing on a national scale what am i doing yes in your friendship group yes in your home church but also he he thinks big you know and i I think he invites us into thinking big with him and i find it really exciting so (laughs) so what are you before all the COVID 19 stuff what were you doing good question so we um I'm working just on the outskirts of Paris is where I live. Um, so it's about if I walk 25 minutes that way, I'm in the city of Paris. Um, so I'm pretty, yeah, we're, so we're in a sort of inner suburbs type feeling area. Um, we are a group of about 40 people, staff, uh, 35 staff um, living in community together. So we often eat our, like we're eating our meals together daily. Um, we're having prayer times and worship times together. Um, and alongside that, we're running discipleship training schools. So every three months we have students coming in um, for us. Yeah, we train them, we teach them, we walk alongside them, journey with them, and then also go with them into um, sh- like a three month missions trip. Hmm. Um And so we run that kind of training. We're also in the process of developing our training um, into um, some more specialized areas, particularly in the medical field and then in worship um, at the moment. But we have a vision of um, growing into a a big training campus for Western Europe, really, um, for discipling and training, teaching people what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And then also how do we make disciples? How do we go and do that? Um, and so on a big picture scale, that's what I'm involved in on a daily level. Me personally, I, um, have a, wear a few different hats depending on the season. Um, but I'm more, um, connected in with our local relations here in Paris. So I'm, um, connecting with churches, pastors, different ministries here and seeing how we can serve locally, um, and how we can bring different bits of strength to different people where we can. Um, but also it's been interesting, actually, there's been quite a lot of people contact us, even just in the last six months, um, saying, Hey, we feel like God has asked, has said for us to plant a church in Paris and we'd love to just come and meet you and see what you know about Paris, you know? And so I end up being the contact person for that. So I've met quite a few people from even a few from Australia and some from America and there's some from England as well, who, who feel like God's saying, I want you to plant a church in Paris. And Mm. somehow they 
connect with us and then I go and meet with them and get to talk about Paris and France and what God's doing here. So yeah, sort of a networking connection sort of role. So what has COVID-19 meant for France and Paris? We hear a lot about America, England and China uh, in Australia, Uh, but we hear a little less about France. So what's it been like there? Yeah, so we, um, it flowed, I think it sort of hit us a little just before England, but after Spain and Italy. So we're Mm. kind of, I mean, it makes sense geographically. It's kind of going that way. Um, And so we um, had an announcement on the, I think it's the 17th of March or something, 16th, 17th of March, 16th of March, we had an announcement at 8 p.m. saying from midnight tonight, we will be in full lockdown. No, from midday tomorrow, sorry, sorry. 8 p.m. and then midday tomorrow. So we had the morning and then from midday, we're going to be in full lockdown. Um, They said for two weeks at the start. And so this means you can't leave your home unless for very essential purposes. So buying food, going to a doctor if you really need to, um, helping with some family things, or we were allowed to do one hour of sport a day within one kilometer radius of our home. So quite strict they said two weeks at the start then they extended another two weeks and then they extended it four weeks so we've just come out of an eight week full kind of lockdown situation um and yeah now it's lessening but there's still like some pretty major restrictions how have the church has been responding to the moment um from the ones that I've connected with, I've, I've just been so impressed actually, and really encouraged um, seeing us learn how to connect remotely. Um, I think it's a really big challenge. It's not maybe what we always want to sit in front of a screen, you know, um, but it's incredible that we can, you know, if this any, you know, 20 years or more ago in history, we, this would not have ever been possible. And so um, seeing the creative ways people are, connecting online, um, doing prayer times, actually really regular prayer times often. I think prayer has become a, an incredible strength for the church, not only, yeah, personally, yes, personally, but also corporately and engaging like on Zoom meetings and things like this and praying together and praying for the country and the church and leadership and things like that. Um, yeah, I've been really impressed with how the church has done. Obviously, there's different, you know, calibers. You know, if you have a tech person in your church, then that really helps you. If you don't, that's really challenging. Um, and so things like that, you know, you see where people um, maybe are feeling different gaps that they maybe haven't felt before. Um, but I've been really, I've been really encouraged in seeing what the church has been doing um, online and, and actually even drawing in a broader group of people who would never connect um, it's actually opened doors for new people to connect in, I think. So, yeah. And what's it meant for YWAM? For YWAM, we, I mean, we've had to function very differently because usually, you know, as I was saying, we eat all our meals together. We're all like, big group, come on in. Like, let's do it all together all the time. Um, and so we've been in our separate little homes. Um, we have a few people who've overse- overseen a, a meal process so part of their job is to go and get groceries for the whole community so me in my home i live with um just a bunch of girls in a a smaller house and so in some ways it's been we i felt very privileged you know we have twice a week someone delivering groceries to us and we just kind of hang out at home and so obviously our workload has decreased a lot we've really taken time to rest um 
and just take take life a little bit slower for a season. It's been really lovely. Um, I've still been doing a few communications and obviously some things continue, um, but other things have been slower. So that's been nice. I've been focusing a bit more on my French studies, which has been good. Um, getting into some nitty gritty grammar to try and like perfect some things. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> it's been actually quite lovely. <laughs> So do you have a sense at all of what God's saying or doing in all in in the the networks and the people you see and what you see happening? Mm. I was just emailing someone yesterday actually about this uh, a connection I have in Canada and um, they often send teams over in the summer from their church to work with us and do an outreach here in Paris and I was you know they're not coming this year obviously none of our teams can really come this summer but um, just this idea of like even God connecting us online in a different way and like giving us new platforms or ways of doing things. And I'm, and my next question is like, how is he calling us even to collaborate differently? Hmm. You know, like this church connection that can't come, but maybe there's a way we can be collaborating. Maybe there's a way we can be connecting and talking. Um, and, you know, it's, I'm still thinking about that, but I think that kind of concept in general of actually, new ways of doing things let's be creative in the ways that we're connecting and actually think bigger in the ways that we're connecting you know it's not yes the local church is so important and i am such a firm believer in that but actually what does the local church mean in our context in our day and age in our accessibility to the world what is the local church and yes there's something so you can never replace being present with someone and I think we're all probably feeling the lack of that <laughs> I certainly am it's like oh I'm missing these people because I haven't been present with them but um, what are ways that we can actually be functioning as a global church um, I think this has kind of challenged us to get to that place and I think now there's so much actually a lot of potential of how can we be collaborating even though we're remote you know we're not in the same location because um, we're learning that we're doing that all the time at the moment we've been doing that for two months but what does that mean actually to collaborate maybe even us you know here i am in paris and i'm talking with someone in tasmania and i think that's great you know like are we how are we being the global church with the technology and the opportunities that we have in front of us i think that's some really good questions to be thinking about <laughs> yeah it's really helpful yeah. what, what's what's your sense of uh what god's saying to you in it all to me yeah um what's god saying to me i think for me personally it's even like even just talking about that and having that awareness or even having connections so globally already personally you know living in australia working in paris working with an international missions organization he's been saying to me i think over the last few months um just on a personal level that i have a, a gifting in networking and connecting mm. with people and not something that I ever, I used to be pretty shy and like felt awkward meeting people, but actually realizing I'm really good at it. Um, I'm good at meeting people and I'm good at connecting with people. And actually that maybe I have a role to play in that, you know, in that concept of global church, global connections. I don't know what that part to play is necessarily, but maybe this is even part of it, you know, just even talking with people and connecting and, um, seeing what God wants to do with it, or even it's connecting other people and it's kind of nothing to do with me, but yeah, that, I don't know. I'm just kind of learning. I don't know. I have very broad connections. So God, what do you want to do with it? I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that's, yeah. that's fantastic. 
So how could, what, what would be helpful for people in Tasmania to be, as they're thinking about France and Paris and thinking about even uh, you there in YWAM and, uh, and, and the YWAM team, uh, and how could people be praying most productively or most helpfully at the moment? Um, <clears throat> I think for the, for the French people and the French church, um, I, I think this is a really good season for them. Um, the French are very social relational people, um, as a culture and to not be able to meet together is really challenging because they love, they love a long meal. They love having, you know, a glass of wine and spending three hours talking, you know, they're very, very relational. And so, um, I think praying for, for a strengthening relationally for people, um, as I was saying, like, I think this can be an opportunity for people to connect maybe even on a deeper level than what they would face to face. But, um, yeah, just even for perseverance, I think for the French church, cause this is really outside their, their way, the ways that they delight to connect. It's not this, <laughs> it's not, it's not this at all. So, um, I think from a French perspective, like something like that, but, um, for us as YWAM, um, here in Paris, um, I mean, obviously things have really shut down for us. So usually at this time we'd be running a school, we'd be having students here, we'd be preparing to go on outreaches. Um, and it's not a bad thing necessarily. Like I think God can definitely use this for his good, but I think just having wisdom to know how to step forward, there's still so many unknowns. I think that's the same maybe for anybody in any sense of leadership at the moment. Like how do we make decisions? Cause we don't know what life's going to look like in a month. Um, and so really just, trusting God and his wisdom and really having a sense of clarity from him about how to step forward. Um, we don't know if we'll be able to run schools. We're hoping to run new schools in July, but we don't know if we are able to do that or not. And the likelihood is different, challenging. Um, and then also that puts us in a financially difficult position as well, because our students coming in is how we can pay our rent and things like that. So, um, you know, all those kind of layers of things of like, okay, how do we function very differently to what yeah. we're used to functioning and um yeah yeah i think that's probably the main thing is oh that's great encourage people to be praying for you and and it, you. it's really helpful to get a bit of a glimpse of, of yeah. life over there and how things are going so thanks for doing this you're welcome <laughs>